Hi, and welcome to On Air with Clinical Respiratory News. I'm Nina Wiklund. And I'm Daniela Irsamtosi. And together, we'll be exploring news, ideas, and developments in sleep and respiratory medicine. On Air is intended for healthcare professionals only. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. I would like to introduce you to Dr. Maxime Patou from the hospital PTS Salpetriere in Paris. Hello, I'm very pleased to meet you and to join you for this podcast. Welcome back, Maxime. It is great to have another opportunity to dig deeper into the world of home high flow therapy with you. Today, our main topic is the big clinical trial that's already started in France and will make a huge contribution to overall evidence generation on high flow therapy in a non-acute setup. So would you like to give us a brief introduction to the HIFA trial before we go into more details? Yes, thank you. So IFE trial is a, is a trial that we have started thinking about back in uh, 2019. So it's a trial that will aim to assess the benefit of high flow therapy that would be initiated after a severe exacerbation of uh, COPD. And the aim of the trial is to show that high flow therapy will decrease the rate of severe exacerbation and decrease mortality in this severe group of patients. Thank you. So the thinking around this project started some years ago. Could you elaborate on the reasons why you thought it was needed and how it evolved into the current trial? So thank you for, for this question. So the project started uh, quite a few years ago because we started thinking about the project in 2018, uh, where we had the first trial suggesting that there was some benefit of the use of high flow in the home settings. But we also saw that there were some limitations to the trial. So that was from the scientific perspective. And also from the clinical perspective, we had lots of patients that were coming from acute exacerbation of COPD and for whom we were giving high flow therapy in the acute settings. And for some, we had the clinical feeling that it may be beneficial. So as the evidence was not there at the time, and sadly is still not there, we start building up on this trial and we try to aim for the most severe patients that are already on long-term oxygen or that need long-term oxygen because we thought and we still think that this population is very frail and deserve a little bit of attention. So when we started, we already had quite a nice plan of what kind of population we would like to target. But what was quite challenging is to have the device that would be a good fit in the home settings because previously all the high flow therapies were used in the acute settings and were hospital-based devices. So one of the things that was great working with ResMed is the fact that they have developed a device that is easy to use in the home settings. And I think that was a major contribution to the trial itself because that provides also remote monitoring of the patients, that provides also uh, data on the adherence of the patients to their therapy. So it started in, in 2018, and now we have five years later, we have started the trial, but I think it's still uh, it's it's still up to date and we still don't have the answer to the question that we will answer the, with this trial. Yeah, absolutely. And also the, the presence at conferences show that there is a, an increasing and, and big interest in that topic. Absolutely. To give our audience a better overview, could you guide us through the study design and give us some insights into the motivation for studying specifically this group of COPD patients? 
Yes, so the way that we thought about the trial was to design the trial as a very pragmatic trial. We know that when patients are in the hospital, it's a good timing to start something for the patients because we know that when the patients go home, quite a large number of the patients will not be keen to go back to see the physician to have a, a feedback on what was happening. And we know that for patients with OHS, we know that we should start NIV in the hospital rather than letting them go without any treatment because we know that this increased mortality. So we initially designed the trial to say, all right, you have a patient in your bed, in your hospital, and he's having a severe exacerbation. It's a good time to think about high flow therapy. And we hope that if the study is positive, that will be something that will be easy to implement in clinical practice. So when the patient is randomized in the trial, he is still in the hospital and he's randomized to stay on long-term standard oxygen therapy or to receive high flow therapy in the home settings. And we have three evaluation points at three months, six months, and at 12 months. At the end of the 12 months, we will see the rate of exacerbation and that will be the main judgment criteria of a trial. And obviously we have secondary outcome that will be quality of life, the change in respiratory uh, function, the change in gas exchange. And we also want to have a look if the patients recover from the chronic respiratory failure. And maybe in some of our population, we may be able to win the patient from the oxygen therapy because of added benefit of using high flow therapy. Yeah, thank you for that. It's a French study. So where in France does HIFA take place? So, yes, it's a French study. So we have uh, more than 18 centers that are involved in the trial. And we were very fortunate to work in great collaboration with the French uh, National uh, Respiratory Society that have dedicated group both for COPD, but also for chronic respiratory failure. So we have worked with the centers that are actively involved in all the trials in COPD, but also in chronic respiratory failure. So we have cities from the uh, western of France, for the eastern France, for the northern France. So we have obviously Paris, we have Bordeaux, Nancy, Dijon, we have Lyon that has joined us, we have Grenoble, we have Rennes, we have Rouen, we have Le Havre. So we have quite a large coverage of the French territory. So it's very nice to work with everybody and to see that everybody is up to the task. Yeah, absolutely. So talking a little bit about patient recruitment, due to all the constraints in the healthcare environment in general, as well as opportunities for change in accessibility of care, what challenges are you and the open study sites facing actually? So we faced two major problems. The first one uh, was the COVID pandemic that uh, took uh, us uh, a lot of time to recover from. And sadly, it also left some scars in the healthcare system. And we have lots of problems regarding beds in the hospital and lots of respiratory units have decreased the number of beds, which means that they are not able to hospitalize patients with acute exacerbation of COPD anymore that are more likely to go uh, in general medicine that, than it was in the past. So we are trying to work on that and trying to identify where the patient with acute exacerbation of COPD are now taken care of because sadly it's less and less in respiratory department that it's the case. So 
That is the main problem that we are facing. Then the other thing that we are uh, facing regarding recruitment is the fact that a lot of patients are very severe and are already on non-invasive ventilation, and we don't include patients that are on non-invasive ventilation. That would be a second challenge. Yeah. Thank you so much, Maxime, for these insights. We will definitely follow the evolution of the study with great interest and wish you and all the centers really all the best. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to On Air with Clinical Respiratory News. For new episode alerts and clinical updates, subscribe to our newsletter. <laughs>